Welcome to the Life is a Journey podcast, where my goal is to help you to strive, thrive, and be all God has called you to be. No matter what comes, we can make it in this journey, because life is a journey. Welcome back to the Life is a Journey podcast. In this week's episode of Life is a Journey, the topic is from the inside out. So, many of you know that when it comes to life, man, you know, things really start from an internal before an internal perspective before they become external, which is what we see on a day-to-day basis. It could be a house, a car, yourself. Even as I'm sitting out here recording, it's raining. Even a raindrop. And I know you might be like, Quan, you crazy. But even a raindrop has certain things in it from the inside, starting inwardly, that outwardly takes place. So, I want you to join in, lock in, and hear me when I'm talking about on today, from the inside out. First and foremost, I want to take this space and this time to thank each and every one of you for tuning in, for taking the time out of your day to be a part of the Life is a Journey podcast. This is episode 101. That's right, 101 episodes. It has been a journey, just as life is a journey. I'm truly thankful to have made it this far in uh, being a podcaster, if you will. Um, It's been a blessing to me that despite my busy schedule, I'm able to come on here and record. I'm able to be a blessing to God's people. I'm able to touch somebody. I'm able to inspire somebody, to motivate somebody. I don't know who hears it and I don't know when people hear this per se. My thing is I want to be obedient. I really feel like this is a place that God has called me to, to spread the word of God and to motivate people, to inspire people. This is something I really feel like God has placed on my heart and a gift that he has given me You know, as I give it back to him weekly, he gives me, you know, what what I should talk about, you know. And like I always say, whether you're facing this now, you know, in a season of your life or you face it down the road, this is here for you. This is here for you. And I pray that something is said that will be a blessing to you, whether you're currently in this this place or or later down the road. But to be honest with you talking about working from the inside or from the inside out it's something that we need to do daily daily we need to be in a position in a place to where we can say i'm working on myself you know what i'm saying uh, but before i move forward i just also i just really really want to thank you and appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in locking in it's such a blessing to be a blessing to you all uh, but It's something we could do daily. You know, um, one of the things that I'm striving to do is tomorrow is Monday. And I know we got the infamous I'm going to start Monday uh, feels. 
or what have you. And when that takes place, a lot of times we don't follow through. We don't have the follow through. You know, just like in basketball, when you take a jump shot, the coach will always tell you to follow through, follow your shot, meaning go behind it, get the rebound just in case you don't make the shot. Just like that in life, we have to make sure we have a strong follow through. Follow through with what we said we're going to do and just do it. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to happen right away. It takes time. Things take time. You didn't become the person that you are overnight. It took time for you to get to that place. There are some things in your life that need to be worked out of you and some things that need to be worked into you at you being who God has created you specifically to be in the earth. There's nobody like you but you. So I want to submit to you and say to you, be encouraged because you're not in it alone. And as you do the work from the inside, the external will show for itself. Um, one of the things that I'm striving to do, like I said, starting tomorrow, I'm going in like seriously, like never before, you know, eating clean, eating as clean as possible. You know, I'm not uh, a bodybuilder per se. I am and I'm not, but I'm not on that level to where I'm every single little thing. I'm not preparing for a competition, but I just want to be healthier. I want to achieve my fitness goal and put on a decent amount of muscle mass. So my prayer and my hope is that to get down to 240, maintain that, you know, keep that. Um, I may even, once I attain that, whether that's, you know, within the next couple of months or weeks or however it happens, it's from there to what do what, what most people know is bulk up, which is that's how you put on muscle mass. And then you, you do what I'm doing now, which is cut it, you know, and then you reveal the muscle mass that you put on. But you got to be mindful of what you eat. So it's like the saying, you know, you are what you eat. What you put into you is what's going to reflect on the outward of who you are as a person, as a man or as a woman. You know, if you eat crappy foods, your energy level is going to be low. You know, you won't your mind. You won't be able to have that clarity of mind. Um, so many different things come with what we put on the inside of us. Another thing is on a spiritual aspect of it. If we are feeding ourselves, our spirit, man, things that we shouldn't. Your spirit, man, can never grow. It can never reach the levels that it's supposed to reach in different seasons in this journey of life. So we got to be mindful the things that we entertain, knowing and unknowingly, the things that we put into our spirit, the things that we listen, and the, the way that they get into our spirit is our ear gates and our eye gates. What we're listening to, who we're listening to, what we're watching is very, very important. You know, and as you work on yourself inwardly or internally, you will begin to see the external. Just like for me, I've seen a, a drastic change in my health and in my outward appearance. You know, it helps me to have, if I'm being honest and transparent, 
have a little bit more confidence about myself. I've never been a very non-confident person to a degree, but when I was overweight, I was. My confidence was low. Like, I thought horribly of myself. You know, we are our worst critic, true. But when you overweight, there's, there's just a certain mindset. I can't speak for everybody, for, for myself, that I was just self-conscious uh, of, of how certain stuff fit me. You know, um, tugging at the shirt or pulling it down. Just different things that you experience that other people that are in shape or never been overweight, never probably been... 10 pounds over over what their their health is the doctors would deem to be their healthy weight and i say all that to say this man health is wealth and on the other side of that externally as i digress briefly i had a conversation excuse me sneezed (laughs) I had a conversation with my son this morning long story short the conversation that we had ties into this subject or this this topic I would I always get on my sons or I, I have conversations with them about their appearance what they're wearing you know um it's it's very important to me because I always tell them, and I, I'm mindful of it myself, when you leave out the house or when you go somewhere, you are not only a representation of you, you're a res- representation of your family, you're a representation of God. We should be a representation of God. You know, if you belong to a church, you're, you are a representation of that church. You know, if you go to a gym, you, you are a representation of that gym. You're a representation as parents. We are representations as as parents of our children. So when we go out into public, we have to we should be mindful of how we conduct ourselves, how we address certain situations. Granted, yeah, don't let nobody walk over you. But we have to be mindful how we conduct ourselves and how we address certain situations. Because as a parent, you know, I'm not saying you got to be a bougie and bourgeois, but be mindful of the words that you use, how you speak, the tone that you speak. You can still get across what you need to get across without using explicit language and, and, and without raising your voice. Now, sometimes I'm just being honest. Sometimes it's necessary. However, assess the situation. The Bible tells us to be swift to speak, slow to hear and slow to get angry. And it all we all do that by listening and really being tapped into the spirit of God, you know, um, hearing what he is telling it and leading us and guiding us to do. So before we go any further, let me give you the definition of inside and the definition of out inside. The definition reads an interior or internal part or place. The part within inward nature, thoughts or feelings. I think this says Viseria. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Entrails, usually used in plural. An inner side or surface. A position of power, trust, or familiarity. For example, the sentence they have is, only someone on the inside could have told. And lastly, 
confidential information has the inside on what happened at the convention. Let me stop right there before I go into the definition. When I read this definition, this last definition, confidential information, there are some things that are on the inside of you that don't need to come out. Now hear me when I say that. Certain people do not possess or have rights to certain things that are on the inside of you. And I could be wrong, but this is what I gathered from that definition. When it comes to life, we have to be mindful that you can receive revelation from the scriptures and you can receive revelation and wisdom and knowledge and understanding from something as such as a, as a, as a definition. So hear me when I say this confidential information. There's certain information that God is giving or will give to you that you don't need to share with certain people. That's only meant for you and him is he may say you can share with this person don't share with this person and it's no shade or no like it's just they don't they don't deserve some people don't and and it, like I said I gotta say it how it was given to me certain people don't that access is not that access to them is denied you know you you've seen the movies where people go um, they may have a key a scan card and they only have access to certain places within the facility but certain areas are you got to be on a whole nother level you got to be level five or level eight or whatever um in the company or whatever to gain access to certain areas same way with you as a person as a woman as a man whether you're a teenager whether you are a child whether you're an adolescent whether you're grown, whether you're a senior citizen, it don't matter. Certain things is confidential information between you and God. Things that he has placed in you that you have to be aware, have self-awareness that, okay, it's not the time to share that. And I've learned that over the years myself, honestly. Like some information we can give prematurely and some information we shouldn't be given at all. Lesson God gives you uh, the go ahead, the green light to give that person access to that confident, that particular confidential information. Keep it where it's at. <laughs> Out the definition in a direction away from the inside or center. For example, went out into the garden outside it's raining out it literally is <laughs> um, at the time of this recording um, from among others the Bible tells us about that come out from among among certain people you have to there Jesus did it did it quite often you know there were times and I, I, I use this sometimes when I'm talking to friends or uh, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ there are times when when Jesus and really when we look into it, majority of the time when he performed miracles, he went to be away by himself with his father. I believe that was not only the spiritual, the God in him, 
but it was also a way of acknowledging that, okay, yes, I'm 100% man and I'm 100% God. But him understanding that he needed rest and, and, and rejuvenation to continue to do what he was commissioned to do. Away from the, sh the shore, away from home or work. For example, out to lunch away from a particular place. I'm gonna read one more, y'all. Into the possession or control of another. Lend out money. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this in there. It says, into the possession or control of another. Some of us are or could be out of control and we may be out of control may I submit to you because we allow somebody else to have control we allow certain friends we allow certain family members we allow certain uh, uh, people on our job or supervisors or and I'm just being transparent and 100 with you even myself with things that I faced in the last couple of weeks I, to some degree, like, man, I may maybe admit not like crazy out of control, but maybe I've allowed them to take some control over my mind mentally in a way that they don't deserve that space in my mind. Mm -mm. No, you don't get that. You don't have access to that. Your access is denied. Get out of here. Pun intended. So. Um. What was I saying? Y'all forgive me. Yeah, but we, we cannot allow other people to control our lives. We can't allow America. We can't allow what we see on the TV. We can't allow what other people got going on in their lives to make us get out of control. We stay in control by knowing who's in control or who should be in control, and that's God. The first scripture that I have for you here is coming from Psalms 139 and 15, right? Says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Y'all know me. Y'all know me. <laughs> Psalm 139 and 15. gonna read this from the amplified version i just recently started reading the amplified version it's another version that's a little bit more depth or uh just breaking down to common language if you will you know sometimes the king james can confuse or you know can be a little bit uh hard to understand i don't necessarily want to say hard but for some people it can be challenging um it says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and skillfully formed. And then it has in, in, in quotation portion, it says, as if embroidered with many colors in the depths of the earth. Beautiful. God had made, made you, he said, made, he, he was made in secret. Mm. 
and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. May I submit to you that there are certain things that are inside of you that are meant to be either kept there. And when I say that, there, there's a time that it is meant to come out, to be external, to be received from others. There are certain gifts and talents that are in you that it may not be the timing for those to come out. And during the time that there's not meant for them to come out, there's a work that's being done internally. As you work on yourself, if you work on, you know, uh, for me, it'd be frustration and anger and different things. And I had to check myself, man. I'm thankful that God has matured me and allowed me to get to a place to understand why I think the way I think and why I process things the way I process them, when I do process them, the way that I process them. And I know I said process a lot, but seriously, just the, in all, in totality, how I think when certain situations occur, you know, he has allowed me to see myself and understand that, yeah, you got to do better with that. Because ultimately, my desire is to be like Christ. That should be our desire. He said that he would give us the desires of our heart. If we walk up right before him, there is no good thing that he will withhold from us. May I submit to you when he says the desires of your heart is not necessarily always in telling as one pastor said before, Pastor Rob Jones. He'll give you the desires of his heart. And, and, and I say that because like a lot of time when we read the scripture, we hear or we see like he can me give me the desires of my heart. He will in a way that's not going to take you from him. What shall separate us from the love of God? Nothing. Neither height nor depth. Depth, excuse me. Or death. Nothing. But we we allow the things to internally do a thing that causes us to internally separate ourselves from God. And as my pastor was talking about it this morning, where the blessings become the blessing becomes more you praising it, worshiping it more than you worshiping and loving on God. He's a jealous guy. He have no other guys before him. Genesis six and 14. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms and shall cover it inside and out with hitch. Now, this is referring to the time in the Bible where uh, Noah had built the ark. God had told him that it was going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. And uh, he gave him the, the measurements of how big the, the, the ark needed to be, told him to collect, you know, uh, gather two of every two of every uh, animal and to put them in the ark. You know, people and people, people disregarded Noah because he was a drunk. God uses the most unlikely people. So may I submit to you? Yeah, you may have had a drinking problem. May, yeah, you may have been a whoremonger. That's, uh, you know, 
that that's a term that a lot of church folk use. And when I looked into into not not necessarily like looking deep into a re- actually doing research, but pretty much just saying like you 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 know what you know you out here you know you for the streets you had that you was in that type of life you know you was you know you had your fair share of 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 women or you had your fair share of men but nevertheless God can use you and I want this to be clear when you hear preachers or you hear people say God can use you it's not talking about in a way that's going to do you harm or in a way that is manipulative God ain't like that that's the devil the devil will manipulate you and trick you and deceive you that's what he's out to do because he wants to promote his his uh, uh, agenda he wants to pervert everything that God created beautifully and fearfully and pervert it he wants to twist the mind of your young people he wants to 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 mess up marriages he wants to tear families apart but if God be for me who can be against me and I speak to you right now as you're listening that your life is becoming better than what it's already been that your ladder shall be greater than before as the more you pursue God as the more you you put yourself in a position to to get closer to him man one thing and i'm getting excited man like i i really am like as i've been listening to a series and uh, and listening to my pastor preach in the last couple of weeks these two things hand in hand and the things that god has been dealing with me and has dealt with me over many years in my life man and my walk with god like when it comes to giving right a lot of times we get caught up in the amount we give, should I pay my tithes? Should I give an offering? Should I give to the needy? Should I do this? God don't want your money. Let's make that clear. Even as Pastor Mike Todd was saying it, uh, 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 I'm trying to think, Pastor, I want to say it's Pastor Mandu of, ah, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the church. It's in Houston, I believe. Y'all forgive me. Um, I cannot. It's not coming to me at the moment. Forgive me. But they both been teaching about that. And other preachers have as well. Because it's got to be taught about. Like, for real. Because people have to understand that the church. church, Some churches may be. Don't get me wrong. That's that's unfortunate. It really is. Because that's not what we're about. Us that are really, you know, about this life, if you will. I submit to you that God is not after your money. God is after your heart. There where a man's treasure is, there where his his heart his heart be also. That's where your heart will be also. And the thing that you got to understand is you have to understand that if your heart is that's where your your heart is in money. What in the world? The blood of Jesus. I don't know what's going on right now, y'all. And y'all know me. I don't stop recording for nothing at all. But this person is... Uh,
y'all know me <laughs> i started to stop recording i don't know what that was about somebody just passed by here and uh and uh i'm not even gonna say the vehicle's name but i just said the blood of jesus because i know when i call on when i call on the name of jesus the demons will flee and true enough they bag back and then they took off when i said as soon as i said the blood of jesus they kept it moving that's god man like as i and i i don't i don't like editing stuff out like that because i feel like it's important that people of all all uh levels in, in christ or whether you're not saved or what whatever the case may be that you see like and you hear the transparency i try to be transparent and, and vulnerable and i've learned that and i got to do that more with my family like there are certain parts of me that I feel like I need to be more vulnerable with my wife and my children. Even with my, like with my, my, my fam, like, you know, my mom and my dad, certain things that as I mentally kind of sit here, still talking about the inside out, man, because there are some things as I digress. And let me say this, the inwardly that took place, trauma that has taken place with you, even with myself, that wasn't healed. And externally, on the outside, people see a certain that, they see that. You may not be aware of it, I may not be aware of it, but when you become aware of it, do the work. Do the work internally. And how do we do that? We do that by praying, we do that by fasting. Fasting doesn't necessarily have to be something very don't get me wrong i don't discredit fasting because fasting is very beneficial for your spirit and it's not always in the necessary of receiving because you will receive if you do it with a right heart you will receive what god has for you i truly believe that wholeheartedly and let me submit this and say this fasting can be something as small or grand as a day, a few hours, a week, whatever God puts on your heart. And you, you can even take it to God and say, God, I feel the need to fast. I need, I need to go on a fast. Lord, how many days should I fast? He said, asking you will receive. Now be careful that when you ask God for some things as such, God could be like, Okay, fast for 21 days straight. No breaks in between, no off date, none of that. 21 days. You're like, God, I, 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 mm -mm, you asked. <laughs> so be careful. I, and I, I'm serious about that. But it is beneficial for us because it strengthens the spiritual man. It, it, it weakens. It kills the flesh. I don't even want to say weakens, but it kills the flesh. It does, because your flesh want what your flesh want when your flesh want what your flesh wants. You hear me? And that is an internal, that's that's working, that's from the inside out. Because when you're doing that, internally you building up your spiritual man like crazy. And externally, people will begin to see a difference in, 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 in your, your demeanor, They'll see a difference in your interaction with people. 
These are things that, as as the Bible tells us, that's the bear, bear, that's how you bear fruit. That's the fruit of the spirit. If you look at a fruit, if you look at a tree, I'm looking at a tree right now, right? It ain't necessarily. I don't know what kind of tree it is. Whatever it may produce during its rightful time when it blossoms. But let's just say, for example, if it was an apple tree, when that time comes for it to produce, I'm expecting to see the fruit. Fruit is something externally outside that I see from something that happened internally inside. And it started at the root. Somebody planted a seed inside the ground. Hmm. Okay. Over time, them watering it, getting plenty of sunlight, tilling, tilling the ground, doing whatever they got to do. Uh, and it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew. And when it comes that season in life for it to produce the apples, you see the fruit. When we put in the work, when we get in our word, when we go to church, when we fast, when we worship God, when we sing worship songs, when we act, when we worship, when we sing praises to God, when we say thank you, Jesus, when we praise God, when we open our mouths and, and position ourselves to to get before God like never before. The external is that people get to see the outside of that. Man, how do you handle that situation, God? How did he really handle that situation? God. He got before God. She got before God. She spent time with God. And the more you do that, the better person you become. It may it may seem uncomfortable at first. It may seem like like nothing is changing. But think about it. We we have lived our lives our way for so long. Then when we, you know, when we, we go God's way, it takes time. It takes time. I haven't been saved my whole life. Let me say that to you. Like I haven't, I've, I've been up, I've been down, even with going to church. I have like real talk. There was a point in time and I don't know if I've shared this before, but I'm going to share it before I read any more scriptures. Um, and I may or may not be able to get through these scriptures, but there was a time when I, I just walked away. Like, I just stopped going to church. Church we were at, I just stopped going. Like, I I was at a place in my life, in a season in my life where, like, God, I, I'm not living for you. So why even why even continue to go? I'm not, I'm not the dad that I need to be. I'm not the husband that I need to be. Like, why should I even continue? I'm not living for you. I'm not reading my word. I'm not fasting. I'm not praying. I'm not... None of that. I'm going in and I'm just faking it till I make it. Why should I keep going? So I stopped going. Because for me, and the Bible tells me, and this is not the reason why I did it, but the Bible tells me, he said, I'd rather have you hot or cold. But to be lukewarm, I spew you out. I spit you out my mouth. Like me, like I, I don't have nothing to do with you if you lukewarm. And he's in, even as I say that now, I got to be mindful as a as a man of God, as a husband, as a dad. Hey, Quan, check yourself. Are you lukewarm? Don't nobody like nothing lukewarm. If you if you got some hot coffee 
<laughs> and it's a movie called War Room. When you get a chance, check it out. Um, beautiful movie. She gave an example to the young lady. She asked her something about her personal, her, her, you know, walk with God, her and her husband, you know, how often did she pray or how often did she go to church? Sometimes. So she, long story short, she gave her some coffee. Her coffee was hot. She was, she made a point. When she gave her, the young lady, the coffee, it was lukewarm. People either like their coffee hot or cold. Nobody likes it lukewarm or room temperature. Nobody. Same way, even with like to some degree with water, you know, you either want you want it hot, depending on, you know, if you're trying to get rid of a sore throat or um, you need uh, for tea or whatever, what have you or cold. You know, you're trying to cool off. Um, but yeah, man, I just I was in a place and I stopped going. As I wrap saying this story up real quick to y'all, finishing this 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 story up, because it's I mean it just and I think about it, man. I can't believe that I had gotten there, but I did. Um, one night I had a dream, and in that dream, God dealt with me in such a way. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I want to say in the dream, the sky was like red. Uh, no, no, y'all forgive me. I'm trying to think. I've had so many different dreams that I'm trying to remember this particular season in my life. But if I'm not mistaken, the sky may have been red. But there was there was a warning. Let me say that. God will warn you. Warning comes before destruction. And he was warning me in the dream in a way that I would understand that get your butt back in church get your butt back in church that ain't what he said but that's what I gathered from it get your butt back in church living for God is a blessing living your way it's only gonna last so long it may seem pretty it may seem great you may have everything that you want. God is no respecter of persons. He reigns on the just and the unjust. Meaning he gives he gives to whoever he chooses to give to. And ultimately, at the end of this life, when we serve God, we receive a greater reward. A crown of life for eternity. As you work on yourself on the inside out, don't neglect those moments or those those areas in your inside of you that you never dealt with. You shied away from them. Just like when I when I would go in the gym, it's certain stuff I would I wouldn't even I would just avoid. I'm like I ain't doing that. Mm -mm. Nope, I'm not doing that exercise. How I'ma look? How people gonna view me? Should I be more concerned with what people externally see? Or should I be more concerned with inwardly what's going on? When I go to the gym, inwardly, it's so it's an endorphins being released. My mind is clear. My health is improving internally. My organs are thanking me like, oh, 
Man, thank you. You're getting this fat up off of us. Ah, I can breathe a little bit better. I can walk a little bit taller. My posture is better improved. My sleep is better. You know what I'm saying? My vision improving. So many different things. When we read our word, we get an understanding of how to deal with situations. We get an understanding of our calling. We get an understanding of our purpose. The Bible is beautiful. The Bible is not just, as some people say, stories and this, that, and the third. It's not just that. The Bible is divinely for us as a people. And I thank God for it. And that's something I'm striving to as well with really going in on my fitness, my health, that as well, studying, like really learning about what the Bible is for me and for us as a people so that I can better serve you. And when I, when I come on here and speak into your life, it's an honor and a privilege. It really is. You know, people who become champions, we went to go see Creed 3. Thank, thankfully, man, I, I couldn't go another week without seeing it. <laughs> My son said the same thing. But a champion doesn't become a champion by just doing external work. Mm-mm. Inside, and you will hear people say this a lot, and it's true, and this goes with a lot of sports and anybody who's athletic, anybody who's competitive, anybody who does anything in life, there is something that you have to tap into inside your spiritual man that will push you in such a way to attain greatness, to attain success. When a boxer does what they do, they, it, it ain't just because you sometimes you'll hit a wall. You'll hit a wall. And when I'm trained, there's been times when I hit a wall, not physically, but in a way that, man, like, uh-uh. And I talk to myself out loud. And I know people in the gym probably think I'm crazy. But I say it out loud. I say one more rep. You better finish it. And I know people think I'm crazy, but it's an inside thing that's going on that people are experiencing the external of it when I speak out loud. That boxer, they hit a wall, they don't wanna run no more miles. They don't wanna do another three minutes on, on the punching bag. But inside, they say to themselves like, nah, I'm out to get the belt. I'm out to be the, champ, the, the champion of the world. So I submit to you as you go throughout this week, as you continue to go throughout life, and this year, continue, never stop working on yourself. Inside, and the out will come. Internally do the work that you gotta do on your mental, on your spiritual, on your emotions. Because when we interact with people, and this, this too, as I leave you here, it, it, it was, I got the 
uh, epiphany, if you will, or like understand like, hey, Quan, man, you, you know, your children only see one side of you. That, that shouldn't be. They shouldn't see just one side of you. You know, we as a people are honestly, and I think everybody's like this to some degree. And some people maybe not, but this is my opinion. We like cakes. We're like a cake or like an onion. There's layers. But those layers only get revealed as we do the internal work of, of removing the skin or, you know, like a cake. You know, you got the inner parts of the cake. Then you got the external. The external, everybody see the all the the cream and the frosting and the sprinkles or the extra stuff, the whipped cream on top or strawberries or the cherry on top. That's all external. Inside out. I really, really want to thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life is a Journey. I pray that something has been said that will bless you throughout this week, bless you in your life, that will be a help to you, that help you to strive, thrive, and be everything that God has called you to be. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Life is a Journey. And until next time, be blessed. At the end of the day, I want to inspire, motivate, and encourage you to be all God has for you to be. And remember, until next time, to always live, love, learn, and grow.